Hi, welcome to today's TLC. To be honest, I need a little TLC today. I am just feeling so overwhelmed because I'm sick and I'm sick again. I just was sick like three weeks ago and the last few days I've had a sinus pressure headache that's awful. And my boys, I have four boys and they're so loud. And so when I have a headache and they're running around and they're loud, oh, it just makes everything worse. I just want to crawl up in bed and do nothing today. It's also hard for me to look at a screen. So I can't just sit around and watch movies. I can't just look at my computer and do some work. I can't even scroll on my phone. I just feel like ugh, there's just nothing that I can do. I just want to curl up in my ball and feel sick and have other people take care of me. Have you ever felt like this when you're sick? I call it feeding the sickness, where you just focus on it and so it feels bigger and bigger and bigger. And all the things in your brain are focused on why this is a problem and why other people should solve it. A second way that we often show up when we don't feel well is to fight the sickness. This is where we pretend like we're not feeling sick. Oh, I'm not somebody who gets sick. I'm just going to ignore it and then it'll go away. This usually comes with actions that will distract us, like that to-do list that definitely needs to get done today or that big project that we've been working on and we just sprint through and run and run and run, refusing to be sick. And then when it's done, what happens? We crash and our body demands that we listen. We might be able to fight it for a while, but it will eventually catch up with us. Too often, we think that these are the only two options, either to feed the sickness and just wallow in it, or to fight it and pretend it's not there. But there's a third option here, an option that's way more useful. This third option is to feel the sickness. Now, a lot of people will confuse feeling the sickness with feeding the sickness. But there's a difference. You've had a kid in your life where they get a little tiny scratch and they just fall apart because it's such a big sore and they can't do anything with that hand now because they got a little scratch and can't you see that it's bleeding a little and they act like you need to take them to the hospital. Well, that's feeding it where you just make it grow and grow and grow. Feeling it is where you recognize I have a scratch. I have a sickness. I have a sore. What does that sore need? What does that sickness need? How can I tend to it, but not feed it to make it bigger? I really have been sick for the past few days. I've got some sinus pressure headache going on. I woke up in the middle of the night coughing a ton and couldn't sleep because I had that tickle in my throat that just won't go away. I've been feeling stuffy. You can probably hear it kind of nasally today. And I just feel more tired than usual. I'll be honest, day one, I fed it. I woke up frustrated that I had this sickness. And it was a day where I didn't have a ton planned, but I canceled some of my plans and decided to just kind of be a bump on a log for the day. Now, I have love for myself. There's nothing wrong that I chose that. But I will tell you, by the end of the day, I didn't feel any better. I hadn't even gotten dressed. I put on a hoodie and some sweatpants and just let that be enough. And at the end of the day, I didn't really like being with myself. So the next day, I made a new commitment. I woke up and I got dressed. I put on my makeup and I looked myself in the mirror and said, don't worry, 
I'll take care of you today. Now, that didn't mean that I went and ran all my errands and chased after my kids and did all of the physical things that would be a normal day for me. It meant that I drank some extra water and made sure that I was doing the things that I knew that would help my sinuses feel better. It meant that I didn't really go out in public a lot because I didn't want to get other people sick, but I wasn't sitting at home wallowing in my illness. It meant that I paid attention to my physical cues. When it was time to take a nap, I rested. And although I didn't really want to make dinner, I took time to make something that was a little bit more nutritious for my body, and I actually found myself enjoying the creative outlet while I was cooking. This balance of allowing myself to be where I was at and paying attention to how I was feeling helped my body and my spirit to heal. Today, I'm feeling a little better. I'm not all the way better. It didn't fix my illness, but I'm feeling hopeful that I'm moving in the right direction and that I can still create my day in a way that will be fulfilling and nurturing to me. Now you might be saying, okay, Stephanie, that was a nice story about you being sick, but what does this have to do with me? I'm not sick right now. Or are you? Sickness is a way that our body is telling us that something is off, something is wrong. Just like our body sends us physical cues when we're not feeling well, it also sends us emotional cues when we're emotionally not feeling well. So let's take this metaphor of how we respond to being sick to how we respond to our feelings. Now, feelings don't mean that there's something inherently wrong with you or there's something underneath that needs to be fixed. A feeling is just a vibration in our body in response to our thoughts. So if I have the thought, shoot, I forgot to pay that bill, what feeling is going to come in response to that? Worry, frustration, shame. Or if I have the thought, my sister comes in town next week, I'm going to feel excited, a little bit motivated to prepare for it. It's going to come with a different set of emotions, but it starts with what I'm thinking. And then I have a feeling. Most of the time, you will notice a feeling before you know what thought it comes from. I want you to think about what you typically do when you start noticing a feeling. It's like those days when you're going about your routine and then you start feeling unsettled about something or easily irritated. You are a little bit more snappy with your kids or with that coworker that sometimes you have a hard time being patient with just seems a little bit more irritating today. Or you're looking around your house and all you see is projects that you haven't completed and they start feeling overwhelming. You notice a pattern that that feeling starts building within you. What do you do when you start to feel it build? Do you feed it with thoughts like, I'm so overwhelmed, no one is paying attention to what it is that I want. He is just so annoying. Or I'm never going to get ahead in this house. I do one thing and then I turn around and it's messy again. Remember that our feelings come from our thoughts. So when we start feeling that overwhelm, then we keep thinking about things that are overwhelming. We're just going to feed that just like I was feeding the feeling of being sick by focusing on all of the negative parts. Or are you the type of person when a feeling starts to swell up that you push it away? You say, nope, I'm not going to feel that today. I'm too busy. 
i've got other things that i'm doing like a beach ball where you push it under and under and under until there's just so much of it that it just explodes in your face feeding it or fighting it are not the only options remember the third more useful option is to feel your feelings but how do you do that how do you feel your feelings instead of feed them or fight them the same way that you would treat a physical feeling remember when i talked about my more useful sick day when i was paying attention to how i feel and doing what i needed to help my body feel better while still choosing how i wanted to show up and doing things to be engaged with my day let's take a scenario that happened to one of my clients a few years ago she had had a tragic loss where her husband had unexpectedly passed away she had gone through therapy and processed a lot of her grief and sorrow but she found that her day-to-day life she was still struggling a lot because the grief would just keep coming up she kept telling herself this grief is never going to go away when i started talking about her experience with grief and what she would do when she would feel that grief it was really apparent that she would either feed the grief sit and wallow in it have it overwhelm her and stop her day-to-day life or she would fight it resist it tell it to go away and pretend like it wasn't there until like that beach ball she'd pushed it down so far that it would pop back up and then it would be overwhelming she got stuck in this cycle of either feeding it and feeling overwhelmed by it or resisting it until it got so big that she would then feed it again that's when she came to me hoping that she could break this cycle that she had been in for years i wish i could show you the clip of her face when i offered to her that maybe it wasn't the grief that was keeping her stuck maybe it was her resistance to feeling the grief she felt so relieved that there was another option it didn't have to be be overwhelmed by grief or don't feel at all there was a third option to allow it to be there without feeding it to give it space in her life and say it's okay that this grief is here and what can i do to take care of me today what can i do to still create my day the way that i want a feeling will last 30 to 60 seconds if you just allow it now that feeling might come in waves over and over again depending on what it is but it won't stick around and it won't build if you give it space to feel one of my favorite ways to feel is to find it in my body i'll recognize the feeling start to build in me and i'll take a breath and say all right feeling i see you i feel you where are you and i'll find it in my body in the tensity of my neck or in the gut of my stomach or sometimes i even feel it in my hands they'll be shaky with excitement or tense with anxiety once i recognize where it is in my body i just give it space to be there it's okay that i have a pit in my gut it's okay that my shoulders are a little tight it's okay that my hands are a little shaky you give it a breath and i let it be and then i say you could stay here as long as you need this is what i'm gonna do next i'm gonna make dinner i'm gonna help my kid tie his shoes 
I'm going to go run that errand. I'm going to give this presentation. Whatever it is that I need to do next, you can come with me. It's totally fine. As Mr. Rogers says, feelings are mentionable and manageable. If we mention them and then do what we can to manage them without resistance, just like we heal our bodies, we heal our hearts. It's as simple as giving a little space to allow that feeling. After all, it is called emotional health, right? It doesn't have to be big and overwhelming. If you can practice allowing the feeling instead of feeding it or fighting it, I promise you, you will have the emotional literacy to know what's going on in your life and know what to do next. So here's today's TLC. Take a moment to feel. Just practice. Whatever you're feeling in this moment right now, it could be curiosity. It could be resistance. It could be whatever emotion is starting to bubble up because you're open to having a little bit of space for it. Take a moment. 30 seconds, and just feel it. Where is it in your body? What does it feel like? Can you give it some space? Now, decide what you want to do next. You don't need to react to it. You can respond, but respond in a way that's loving. Loving to your body, to your heart, to your mind. That's what TLC is all about. I promise you, if you practice this, you'll feel a little bit lighter on your journey forward. If you want to learn more about how to think light, feel light, and live light, then hop on my website, thelightcoach.com, to schedule a free intro session and explore what's possible for you. That's the L-I-G-H-T coach. And I promise you, it'll be an adventure that you will never forget.